What is going on, my movie lovers? Welcome back to another edition of No Content for Old Men. This is the podcast where every week I give you reviews of the latest movies and some streaming suggestions for your weekend. This week, big news across the movie industry. That's right, the 2021 Oscar nominations were finally released on Monday, so we're going to be talking a lot about that, uh, and specifically kind of the new era that we find ourselves in in Oscar, Oscars history. I think to some degree, I've kind of uh, cracked the code <laughs> of how they choose these winners, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, in streaming suggestions, I watched Another Round, which is important when it comes to Oscar nominations because its director was kind of one of the biggest surprises of Monday when he was nominated for Best Director. Uh, Last Chance You Basketball, the Echoes in the Canyon documentary, and then I'm also going to give you the place where you can go to to stream all of the Best Picture nominees in case you're wanting to cram for the exam <laughs> between now and April. And speaking of exams, <laughs> uh, I wanted to alert you all to the Oscars pool that I am doing through the newsletter uh, anytime between now and April 25th. You can go to the newsletter at mattcraig.substack.com and there you will find a link to the Google survey, which you can fill out again anytime between now and the Oscar ceremony. You can play for free or you can enter a $2 entry uh, for the winner take all prize pool to see who's going to predict the most of the 23 categories correctly. And more importantly, can you beat me for the ultimate bragging rights? I'm going to go ahead and say the answer to that is no. <laughs> but uh, the only way you're going to find out about those is if we talk about Oscar nominations. So let's dive into that now. Rarely does the passing of the torch from one era to another come as emphatically or as definitively as the 2017 Academy Awards ceremony. In what is now one of the most iconic moments in Oscars history, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway mistakenly announced La La Land had won Best Picture, and of course you guys know what happens next. That set up an awkward acceptance speech, interruption, correctly awarding Moonlight as the winner. Now, La La Land was a traditional Oscars powerhouse. Starry-eyed musical celebrating Hollywood, featuring beautiful white people, and made for the all-inclusive audience of dreamers. It was a smash hit at the box office and tied the all-time record of 14 nominations. Moonlight, on the other hand, tells the incredibly personal and specific story of a poor gay black boy coming of age in South Florida and had a micro-budget and basically zero commercial impact. Moonlight won, thanks in part to the Academy's efforts to greatly expand the voting body by adding hundreds of younger and more diverse members, but also because no one who saw the movie could say a single negative thing about it. Enter the advocacy era. The Best Picture race has become a fight for survival across a months-long campaign of publicity, schmoozing, jockeying, and mudslinging where the least assailable project is the one that wins the marathon race to the stage at the Dolby Theater. These new market forces favor Davids over Goliaths, small movies with little engine that could narratives and heartwarming messages that a few people are really rooting for and everyone else would be cruel to root against. This era's best picture winners are an aw shucks love story between a shy woman and an alien fish from an underappreciated master director. The Shape of Water, a Korean family drama about class disparity from an underappreciated master director, Parasite, and Green Book, which is the exception that proves the rule. In fact, the only reason Roma 
a beautiful portrait of a poor Mexican maid from an underappreciated master director didn't win in 2019 was because voters revolted against the idea of rewarding its distributor, Netflix, which is the industry's encroaching Goliath. Now, that long-winded ado sets the table for this year's Oscar nominations, which were released on Monday. The momentum of an emerging juggernaut is squarely behind Nomadland, an eminently lovable indie about the victims of capitalism that could result in just the second female to win Best Director and direct a Best Picture winner. That's an invincible narrative. Now, this is the part where I pause to tell you that all my cynicism, or in this case, realism, does not mean I don't love any of these movies. In fact, every single movie I've mentioned so far is one I'd recommend that you watch, even Green Book, begrudgingly. Anyway, it's another reason why I believe Netflix's dominance on Monday is a bit of a mirage. The streaming giant nabbed 35 nominations, more than its two closest competitors combined. Disney had 15, Amazon had 12. But while a marketing budget can muscle you onto the ballot, it can't pay the way into people's hearts. Just ask Martin Scorsese, who last year brought Netflix original The Irishman, which was an ultimate Goliath, to the party with a field leading 10 nominations and left empty-handed. The same fate could be awaiting Mank, which leads all movies this year with 10 nominations. You can see evidence up and down the ballot. The late, great Chadwick Boseman is unassailable. He's a shoe-in to win Best Actor. Delroy Lindo gave an incredible performance as a Trump supporter in Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. That's assailable. He was snubbed from the Best Supporting Actor category. The largely International Directors Guild nominated Thomas Vintenberg for a small Danish film called Another Round over a widely celebrated screenwriter trying to muscle his way into the Best Director category in Aaron Sorkin. But oh, look at me go. Giving away these tidbits for free. If I don't stop now, I may lose my competitive edge in the Oscars pool in which I'm competing against all of you. So so I'll stop now, but who am I kidding? Even if I've seen all the movies, I'm still going to do the exact same thing as you and wait until the day before the ceremony and then check out who the odds makers like to win in all the categories I'm not sure about. <laughs> anyway, you can submit your entries anytime between now and April 25th. Best of luck to you. Okay, every week I give you guys something new, something old, and something to stream. This week's something new is actually another round, which we talked about with the Oscar nominations. Uh, I think it's probably going to win Best International Feature, and it was nominated, surprisingly, for Best Director. Now, it's starring Mads Mikkelsen. Most of us only know Mads Mikkelsen as a Bond villain, or from his bit parts in Star Wars, Marvel, and Harry Potter franchises. In case you guys don't know, he is the Casino Royale, the guy who's playing poker against James Bond. He's that guy. Uh, anyway, that 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 stereotype makes this performance even more delightful as he returns to his home country of Denmark to star as a school teacher who, along with his three teacher friends, attempts to escape the humdrum existence of living life at 0.05 blood alcohol content. It's rare to see a movie celebrate the positive effects of drinking, now alongside an appropriate amount of negative effects also. And the social lubricant serves mostly to heighten the tension found in middle-age monotony. It's a beautifully shot and constructed film, a kind of traditional low-stakes human drama indie with some serious European flair and a jaw-dropping climactic finale. I won't spoil it here. 
All right, also new this week is Last Chance U Basketball. If you followed the football seasons of this documentary series, by now you know the premise. We follow a junior college program full of athletes with big dreams and big obstacles. This time the spotlight is on East LA College, where the athletic director rightly identifies that the players who end up there have problems in at least one of the three A's. Athletics, which means they aren't good. Academics, which means they don't qualify for Division I or asshole, which means they've got serious personal issues. I've never been a huge fan of the series, but this dive back into competitive basketball culture reminded me what I miss about it and a whole lot of things I don't miss at all. It's certainly not for everyone, but it is compelling and well done for those who are catching hoops fever this month. It is March Madness after all. All right, for something old this week, it's Echoes in the Canyon, which is actually a 2019 Netflix documentary. And I know what you're saying, something old 2019? <laughs> yeah, this docu- the documentary itself is quite new, but the subject matter is the Laurel Canyon rock and roll scene of the 1960s, which was a creative river delta on par with Paris in the 30s. With interviews from the rockers who came out of that era, like Tom Petty, in his last on-camera interview before passing, Neil Young, Jackson Brown, Eric Clapton, Brian Wilson, David Crosby, Stephen Stills, and Graham Nash, not to mention Ringo Starr. All those mixed with revamped performances from modern artists like Fiona Apple, Beck, and Regina Spector. It's an overwhelming experience of music and nostalgia. If you have any interest at all in 1960s rock and roll, you're definitely going to like this. All right, uh, for something to stream this week, I thought it would be really helpful if I gave you guys where you can find all of the 2021 Oscar Best Picture nominees. So there's still a month before the ceremony on April 25th, and that gives you plenty of time to cram for the exam, or in this case, the Oscars pool. Uh, So here's where you can find them all. Mank, which is David Fincher's movie about the making of Citizen Kane, that is on Netflix. Uh, Minari is currently on video on demand right now it's twenty dollars because it's in the home premiere window but it will drop to six dollars in a couple of weeks uh, and that's the korean american coming of age story uh nomadland which we talked about is the currently the betting favorite to win is now streaming on hulu promising young woman was a surprise for the six nominations that it got on monday That one is also video on demand, and it just dropped from $20 to $6. So again, you can find it on Apple or Amazon. I highly recommend that movie. I had a glowing review of it a couple of weeks ago. Um, Okay, The Father was also nominated for Best Picture. I actually have not seen this movie. Uh, It's coming out in theaters on Friday, and I am going to be going to the newly reopened theaters in L.A., this next week to check this movie out. So I'm very excited about it. And it probably will be the feature review in next Friday's newsletter. Judas and the Black Messiah. We've talked a lot about it on this uh, podcast and in the newsletter. That movie is currently in theaters because the HBO Max window for streaming it ended after 30 days. And it will be put back on HBO Max once the theatrical window ends. But right now, you can only see that movie in theaters. 
Sound of Metal was nominated for Best Picture. This was uh, kind of a feel-good story and also one of those movies that is, you know, little engine that could. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. It's now streaming on Hulu. And then lastly, The Trial of the Chicago 7 did get a Best Picture nominee. Obviously, it's on Netflix. Uh, Aaron Sorkin, courtroom drama. You know you know what you're getting and you know uh, my thoughts on that one. So that's where you can stream all eight of the well i guess you can stream six of the eight best picture nominees so get to it all right guys that's going to do it for this week's show thank you so much for listening like i uh, said i'm probably going to be going to theaters for the first time in over a year this next week which is exciting probably going to be seeing the father um so you will you can look forward to a review of that next week the only other major uh movie that received some nominations but did not get a best picture nomination is news of the world so when that one drops to six dollars on video on demand i will check that one out but i don't feel the need to pony up the twenty dollars um simply because it has lost all (laughs) awards uh momentum and even though it did grab some nominations I don't think it's going to be winning too many of them. So, uh, wow, we are getting into the thick of it. One month to Oscars time and lots and lots of movies to catch up on. So, guys, until next week, I guess, I'll see you at the movies.